We are back. We are back. We are back. Did you guys miss us? If you guys have been looking on the feed, surprisingly, there was no episode last week. Technical difficulties always try and mess us up, but you know, the secret fans cannot stop us. We have to release another episode. We have to keep the content coming, and we are back, refreshed. We're ready. We're ready. I'm ready for this episode. Dante, my co host, how are you? You don't got to get ready when you stay ready. (laughs) <laughs> That's all I got to say. We, we're ready to bring y'all some fire. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you guys are new to this show, this show is called Polar Opposites because Dante and I agree. We disagree. But most importantly, we come together to discuss topics relating to pop culture, music, entertainment and politics. And it's always a good discussion every single week. Ooh, this episode is going to be another one, but I'm happy that you guys are here. If you're new, subscribe, follow us on Instagram. All of that is linked in the description. And we also have a method for you guys to leave us anonymous questions. So you guys did leave us some questions. We're happy to see it. We love to see it. Send us more. We love it. You guys ask us very excellent questions. And like we always say, the more details you include in the letter, the better it is for us because we can give you the best advice when we have more context. And you guys are delivering. So thank you so much if you wrote one in. Um, We are going to address one of them on this week's episode. So if we don't get to your letter this week, keep the faith because we will address your letter at some point in the future. So I hope you guys missed us absence makes the heart grow fonder and we're back back like we never left back like we never left this week was pretty chill nothing too much happened dante do you have anything interesting mother's day was yesterday at the time of this recording how was that for you did you do anything special for your mom man you always got to make sure you take care of your mama and let her know that she's loved and appreciated and i do my best to do that and you know i truly believe that it takes a village right so like my aunties i got them flowers and all that stuff like yeah i'm i'm about that so i took my mom out to dinner made sure she enjoyed her day got everything that she wanted because women are magic they're superheroes man Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I did the same for my mom. You always have to make sure you celebrate your mom because without moms, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we would do without our moms. But um, as a family, it was our first time like going out to eat since the pandy. So that was interesting. The place that we went to had signs up that said, we adhere to social distancing. People must wear a mask. We highly encourage it. And people were wearing chin ornaments. I don't know what it was. Masters. <laughs> yeah, chin ornaments. That's the first time i heard it that's funny that's what it looks like because i thought a mask is supposed to cover your mouth and your nose not just your chin but interesting interesting but um we ended up actually taking our order to go because we weren't able to sit outside so we had a good time anyway so it's good to talk to my mom and you know make sure that she had the best day because mother's day is her day but to me mother's day is every day so you know this is just a a regular day for me you know i always treat my mom like a like a queen you know the queen that she is I try and treat her well. You know me. You know how we do. You know how we do. Yeah, that's it for, I guess, yesterday. It was a good day. So I hope you guys had a good Mother's Day as well. So like we teased earlier, we have a method for you guys to send us listener questions. Every week, we try and address a question that y'all asked us, and we love it. Continue to send us more. So this week, one of our loyal listeners decided to send us a letter. So we're going to read this person's letter. They said, so I'm graduating exactly a week and a day from today from college. Congratulations, by the way. Um, It's exciting. But at the same time, I'm like, that means that I'll be in the real world soon. Luckily, I have two more years of grad school to figure out my life because I seriously don't know what I'd be doing if I wasn't going back to school. It's just really annoying that I've been in school all my life yet I don't actually feel prepared for the real world. They need to make classes in high school that teach people about taxes, credit, and a mortgage. I'm 21, and I don't even know what a mortgage really is. So my question is, if y'all could create any high school or college course, what would it be and why? Excellent question, listener. Thank you for that. Um, Dante, do you want to tackle this one first? Yeah, I have so many college courses that I would recommend. I mean, high school stuff they teach you in high school that you need for the real world instead of wasting your time with bullshit classes first would be about credit and the importance of paying your bills on time and how money Mm -hmm. flows because people learn the hard way that you fuck up your credit that fucks up a lot for you 
that mm-hmm. your buying power goes down. You can't get approved for loans. Um, your car insurance is higher. Like, yeah, credit is is very key, very key to your life. So that would be a class that I recommend. Uh, and I'll let you go next. I don't know. I think this is an interesting question. Would people have taken it seriously if it was offered in school? You could easily take out home egg because everybody had that one class where you were cooking stuff. I feel like that can be removed because that's not a necessary course, in my opinion. That's what cookbooks are for. That's what, you know, the Food Network is for. It's not a necessary thing. What's necessary is preparing us for the future. You know, that's why we go to school, right? We learn English because... You need to learn, you know, how to speak, how to write, how to read, everything. I think they also need to teach people's futures as well. And I think starting young would be the best way to go about doing that. Teach people about the importance of taxes, where their taxes go, how taxes are accrued, loans, teaching people about that. Because if you are a senior in college, that's going to be a very real thing for you coming up soon. So it's going to be important for you to know, you know, the importance of taking out loans, what that means, what's a parent loan, you know, financial aid, all of that that stuff it's necessary to equip people with those skills so they can make better informed decisions i agree i think a lot of what my suggestion would be would be around economics and how you manage and deal with your money because they don't teach you anything like that another thing would be um how this person brought up a mortgage yeah i think a class on like paperwork because it's still very relevant today about all the stuff that you have to sign would be helpful and walking you through processes, like you said, applying for a loan, applying for a mortgage, um, buying a car, signing a lease, going through legal documents, that would it would probably be boring. But I'm telling you, it would pay off for you for sure. Right. If you paid attention, because I know in high school, a lot of people blow off certain courses and don't take things seriously. But with all things, there's people that are going to take it seriously. And there are people that are going to, you know, not pay attention. And that's fine. As long as it's offered. I feel like that's a great way to make sure we're invested in the future of the country. And that's young people. So I definitely would have a course called life skills or essential skills, something like that. And that class encompasses all of the things that we just talked about, taxes, credit, mortgages, your future, loans, all of that stuff, because it's going to be very relevant for those seniors that are about to graduate and go to college and take out a loan. Honestly, I think it's a great thing and it should happen. Um, Maybe we should answer why it's not a thing. I don't know. Is it intentional that they don't teach that in school? Does our education system need to be reformed to address the important things and revamp it? Hey, Break out know. the tinfoil hats now. Justin saying we being meant to be stupid on purpose, guys. Nah, I kind of, I kind of agree with you there. Actually, like mm-hmm. everything's <laughs> for a reason, man. Anything that's a system is for a reason. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about this, they probably don't teach you about credit and loans and mortgages and stuff because they want you to be stupid and want you to be in debt. Wow, we're getting to something here, man. Like we are. I don't know. <laughs> What do you guys think? You guys that are listening, do you think that it's by design that we don't learn about taxes and credit and mortgages in high school or even in college unless you take like specialized classes maybe? Is that intentional? Um, We already said, Dante and I, that it should be a class in high school that's offered. And I think that the people that take that are going to be well equipped or at least somewhat equipped to tackle those things in the future. Because honestly, we might be adults or the person that wrote this is 21. That's an adult. But at the same time, you get your degree and you're supposed to be equipped with everything. But a lot of people really don't know anything. It's almost like you're an adult kid in a way because you might be of age, but at the same time, your life skills are aren't developed enough to make informed decisions for yourself and it can be very scary we've all been there so you know you are right to feel that way and it sucks but at the same time i think that you thinking of solutions like this is important and that's why we have this show to talk about it so maybe the higher ups that listen can you know address it or maybe we can have an impact in some way but an excellent question thank you so much for writing that write us more thank you so much and for all of y'all that haven't wrote us a question i'm side-eyeing you you can't see me right now because i don't have my camera but I'm very angry, but you will make it up by writing a letter. So in due time, in due time. Well, what you said about the higher ups listening to this nah, that's just going to get our episodes deleted again because it's happened to us twice because we were talking too much hot shit. So, right. I don't know. I don't know if we're swaying anybody <laughs> in a position of power. <laughs> right. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's best that we don't get too woke on here. Right. Because they already messed up last week's episode. If they mess up this one, I give up. (laughs) I give up. I'm not playing. The next thing y'all will hear from us is a retirement episode. Like, hey, I just don't want it to happen, man. But nah, we we always keep the episodes coming. So 
Yeah, great question. Thank you so much for writing that. And the rest of y'all that have sent in a question, we will address your question probably next week or so. So keep a lookout for that. But um, I think we can now transition to Off My Chest. Justin's got to get off his chest. Dante has got to get off his chest. Justin and Dante got to get it off their chest. All right. Thank you, Julia. So this week and off my chest, Dante, you wanted to go first this week. What do you have to get off your chest this week? Um, two things I want to say. You already said it, but thank you, Julia. Love hearing it every time it comes on. And to the person who wrote in, thank you for that letter. And also congratulations, because I didn't say that. And I don't want to be an asshole. It's a big uh, moment for you and uh, the people that care about you. So congratulations. Do your best because I've suffered from this in the past. Do your best to appreciate the moments, right? Not always think about what's coming next. Do your best to live in the moment and really appreciate it and take it in. That's my advice on that. But and off my chest. So I've been noticing that everything on the internet is gay, except for actually being gay and having sex with somebody of the same sex as you. Mm-hmm. I saw all this on black Twitter about men ordering dessert and appetizers is gay. Men drinking lemon water. That's gay. Men eating breakfast together. That's gay. First thing. Oh, and another one, men uh, liking strong women. Gay. So first thing, Gay should not be used as a derogatory term because it shouldn't have a negative connotation. If that's how you live your life, that's what's inside of you. If that's how you feel, you should be uh, built up and supported for it. Too many people spend too much time trying to tear each other down over differences when we should be embracing each other. Secondly, these stereotypes are dumb. This is a bunch of lonely ass people on Twitter talking shit because they don't got nobody to be cuddled up with. Whatever. And if you're a man and you saw this stuff and you stopped doing it because Twitter said so because you you think that these people's opinions matter you're dumb do what you like don't let some lonely assholes on the internet that use slurs put you down for being a human i love appetizers it's some of the best stuff that's on the menu lemon in my water cool makes me feel a little fancy i like that (laughs) dessert (laughs) i have a huge sweet tooth hey if i'm gay for eat dessert it's whatever but guess what i'm not fucking gay can we stop with this talk it's stupid it's offensive to gay people and non-gay people like it's it's so dumb I'm, I'm tired of hearing it but that's what i wanted to get off my chest now this made me think about two incidents in my life one so we're in high school it's a story time with dante right we're in high school and a bunch of us guys are sitting there talking and they were talking about uh divorces for some reason or celebrity divorces shout out to bill gates you about to lose a grip and um <laughs> 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 um, they were like, yo, they were one of the guys said into the conversation was like, so $50 million, you wouldn't let a man have sex with you. We're all 17, 18 year old young men sitting there all macho, you know, alpha males, chest poked out or whatever. And nobody said nothing. I guess people are sitting there really thinking about like what at what level does money overcome my pride? <laughs> right. Right. So one guy <laughs> got super defensive out of nowhere. It's like, no, nah, that that's gay. Ain't nobody ever doing nothing to me. And we looked at him like, nigga, you was just asking us for lunch money. You mean you wouldn't do it for $50 million? You was asking for 250 not too long ago. We know what you would do. And side, <laughs> side note, turns out a couple years after school, this man was having sex with other men for gifts. So, wow, boom, there's that. Interesting. Now, my second story. I'll give you the sign when you got to cue it up, but this one will require elevator music. Okay? Okay. So, so our loyal listeners, this is what happened to me. It's about five years ago, maybe sitting at work, looking all fly in my suit, making money moves. It's cool, right? Chilling. Get a random Snapchat notification from some username I've never seen before in my life. I said, what the fuck is this? So I open it because obviously this person messaged me. It's a nude of a girl I've never seen before. I said, what the fuck? So I messaged (laughs) back. I was like, hey, yo, I think you got the wrong person. They responded. No, I don't. And sent another nude. (laughs) So at this point, I'm like, yo somebody's playing a trick on me. So I like text my friends. I was like, Hey, like, what is this? And they're like, nah, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't respond for like 20 minutes. This person sends two more nudes of the same, of the same girl. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I text my <laughs> girlfriend and I was like, Hey, if you try to like trap me into something, like start an argument, like that's not cool. <laughs> like I ain't about that life. Like I'm chilling. <laughs> She's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, okay. So then I messaged this person back. I was like, Hey, I really think you got the wrong person. Like, this is Dante, but like, what last name were you looking for? Like, what's going on here? They're like, no, I know who you are. 
Oh my god, I would be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so like who I'm is saying, this the feds or what right so i'm like i have no idea what's going there so then they come out they're like hey yo send me a dick pic i said excuse me <laughs> i said yo that's not happening they were like nah come on and they sent two more news i'm like yo what the fuck is going on here man like now i know how girls feel when guys randomly send them dick pics i'm like yo you're assaulting me with nudes i don't know what's going on <laughs> and i that's some real weird shit to feel like a victim about on my end but yeah i'm just trying to relate right so then the person's like, yeah, come on, send me a pic. I was like, all right, cool. I'll send you a picture. If you send me a picture of you naked sitting on the bathroom sink with a spoon in your mouth right now. So I know that is that you're a real person. Obviously, I wasn't going to do this. And I knew that they wouldn't be able to, to do what I asked. Right. So right. Nah, I can't do that. I said, well, all right. Who the fuck are you? Justin, play the elevator music. Cueing the elevator music. Basically, this guy said, hey, I'd appreciate if you don't tell anybody about it. I say, listen, if you caught me on a different day, I would have screamed this from the mountaintops on Facebook, how you tried to catfish me. But you know what? I'm better than that. God has been too good to me. I hope you find somebody that's into whatever you're looking for. But that ain't me. I won't tell nobody about this. Just don't ever hit me up again. And And yeah, that's the end. That's the end. That's the end. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> oh, I wish I could divulge details, but I can't for the sake of privacy. We don't do that on this podcast, but wild, wild. So Instagram, well, not even Instagram, social media, y'all, it's a dangerous place. So y'all be careful out there. Y'all be careful. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's a wild What place, a crazy man. story. But um, for me, off my chest, I just need to say that J. Cole is overrated. So, if you guys know, J. Cole's supposed to be dropping an album on Friday, I believe the 14th. Whatever day May 14th is, he's supposed to be dropping an album. And everybody always, like, includes J. Cole in top 10 rappers of all time. They say he's a GOAT. They say he's a legend. And y'all know that those three words, GOAT, legend, or whatever the third word was, those are, you know, words that we don't take lightly, especially here on this podcast. To be a legend, it has to be ubiquitous. It has to be unanimous. Everybody has to know, yep, that person is a legend. If you hesitate, if you stutter a little bit, no, that person is not a legend. You cannot hesitate when asking, hey, is this person a legend? If you say straight up, yes, they're a legend. If you hesitate a little bit, they're probably an icon. And an icon is like a step below a legend. They haven't done everything in their career in order to be considered a legend. But they're an icon. But J. Cole, I started thinking about his discography and his music and how he's regarded in hip hop. And it was interesting because I'm like, what has he done that is legendary. And I know this is a controversial opinion because J. Cole has a lot of crazy stance that will attack me for having this opinion, but I truly don't believe that he's a legend and that's not a, a swipe at his talents. It's just what I see as the truth. I don't know if you have anything to say about that. I, I can tell you that's a super unpopular opinion. I don't think you're going to have many people on your side about that, but that's okay because you know what I respect about you is that you stand in your truth. You know, if you feel something, you believe something, you stand up and you don't back down from it. We're very similar in that way. We're Capricorns. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what makes this podcast work. Even when you're wrong, you'll still stand in it. And of course, I I don't know if I mean, I'm just be honest with you. I don't think J. Cole's overrated at all. I think he has one of the best rap albums of all time. 2014 Forest Hill Drive. He had great mixtapes. He releases pretty solid albums. I don't think he's overrated at all. Would I put him in my top 10 of all time? I don't know about that. I can't give you my top 10 off the top of my head, but I don't think he's overrated. Like, are you saying people are saying like he's a wait Lil Wayne or something? Because then, yeah, no, that ain't it. No, I mean, like he makes good music, but people regard him in such a high way. And I have to question it and, you know, pause a little bit. I'm like, is he really as big as everybody's saying that he is? Because Kendrick Lamar, to me, he's a legend. He might not have that many studio albums, but based on the work that he's put out so far, based on how he's regarded in general with his music and just his status in the music industry, I'm like, he's a legend. But J. Cole, on the other hand, I'm like, what has he done that's legendary? Like, I would want you to answer that. You know, we talk about we've talked on here plenty of times. We'll probably talk about it again today in the main topic about how we're ranking this stuff. Right. What are the albums like that this person have? Do they have forever songs? Um, things that are they one of the best, you know, top two, top three of their generation? Like when you look at his generation. Yeah, he's top three. Him, Kendrick and Drake. 
You know, like, are you... But, but what has he done say, that's legendary? I just told you he had one of the best rap albums of all time. So just having 14. one good album is no, good no, 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 see, see. You said one good album. I said one of the best rap albums of all time. Um, I don't know. And he has his, he has forever songs too. So what is his forever song? No role models. Crooked smile. Wet dreams. Crooked smile is not a forever song. Debatable, but I'll let you have it. But no role models. Wet dreams. I'm a, I'm a fan of the guy. I'm not going to sit here and say he's the best rapper of all time because I don't feel that in my heart. But I'm a fan. But I feel like we spent a lot of time talking about J. Cole. We got more pressing stuff to get to. True. That's true. Um, speaking of more pressing, let's talk about the Olympics. So the Olympics, it looks like it's actually happening this year. Last year, I was honestly very upset that they canceled it, but I understood why COVID was running rampant. But this year, now that everybody's getting vaccinated and the vaccine is here, they have said that the Tokyo Olympics will go on as planned. So people are excited for that. Tokyo has begun, you know, getting prepared for that. And it's actually creeping up on us. So they're getting ready for that. But the controversy comes always. And the controversy this time around is that the Olympics has decided to ban athletes from wearing Black Lives Matter apparel. And I'll read a little bit of the story that's attached to this. So they said the International Olympic Committee this week reaffirmed a contentious rule that bans athletes from engaging in political speech or silent acts of protest, specifically stating that the phrase Black Lives Matter would be banned at this year's games in Tokyo, Japan. Taking a knee or lifting a fist in support of racial equality during the games would not be allowed, said the International Olympic Committee. Athletes would also be barred from wearing shirts or other apparel with the phrase Black Lives Matter on them. Details were scant on how protests or political actions may be punished, but athletes competing in the Olympics can face punishment from one or more of three separate bodies. The International Olympic Committee itself, the governing body of the specific sport, and their home country of origin. So that's that. So they are banning Black Lives Matter phrasing on t-shirts and any you know political demonstration from the games. This is obviously controversial. What do you think about their stance on this? So it makes me think about Juan Carlos and Tommy Smith, who the famous picture of two black athletes winning the gold and silver medals and raising a fist in the air, right? Showing black power. They weren't allowed to do that. They were stripped of their medals and banned from, you know, Olympic events. And if they were, if they would have been allowed to do that in that situation, they wouldn't have the story and they wouldn't be the icons that they are today. I think that rules, when they're broken, they make martyrs and they make legends. So I think that they have become so synonymous with black excellence and, you know, fighting the rules for what you believe in because it wasn't allowed there. So I think that we will see an athlete or two break those rules here. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But but before I, I want to double back on something real quick, if anybody's paying attention internationally, those cases for COVID are really spiking in Japan right now. The Olympics are what? eight weeks away, maybe we might hear a ruling in the next couple of weeks that they are not going to have those Olympics or they might try to find a different place to host it because it's kind of looking like it might not happen. In my opinion, I could be wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. I think that these people give their whole lives to train for this. Think of Simone Biles. Yeah. Like you're losing. Not It's not like you are, you're Dak Prescott, right? You get hurt. You lose a season of your career. They're losing four years. So I hope that it happens for them. Well, you never answered my question, though. I said, what did you think of the Olympics making this determination about no protests and no Black Lives Matter during the Olympics? They're staying consistent. They've always been that way. I think somebody's going to be brave and protest in the way that they see fit. And, you know, they might get banned. They might get medal stripped from them. And that would put the uh, Olympics in a tough spot because their PR would be a nightmare. Think about it like this. Simone Biles is the greatest uh, gymnast of her generation, right? Let's say she wins five gold medals. She stands up there. The last, her last event, she wins a gold medal. She takes off, opens up her jacket, and it's a t-shirt that says Black Lives Matter. And they decide to strip her of all her medals. Do they know the type of martyr they just created for the rest of history? I don't think they want that smoke. I think that this is a game of chicken, and they're going to see if people are really about that life and are willing to protest. And I think that if they, if people are, the Olympics will back down. Well, let me. I guess ask the question more specifically, 
Do you think it's right or wrong what the Olympics is doing? Uh, that's tough. You know, I don't think that any, uh, like if it's free speech that's not hurting anybody, it shouldn't be banned, but they don't have, you know, the Olympics is an international body, so everybody has different uh, laws and rules and thoughts when it comes to expression and free speech. You know, if it was hosted here in the United States, I don't think it would be banned. If it's hosted in Canada, I don't think it would be banned, but we have to be cognizant of where it's being hosted at and how other people will see it. Me personally, yes, I have a problem with it. Those people should be allowed to wear whatever shirt they want with whatever message that they want, especially if the people sponsoring them, let's say a Nike gets behind it, they should be allowed to wear that. So I don't think it's right. No. That's interesting because I kind of compared this to Colin Kaepernick and his decision to kneel for the national anthem and how that was received over here. I think it's actually very similar in that way. Some people said that it was disrespectful. Some people said that you should consider like the NFL and, you know, putting on your uniform as a job and your workplace has policies that you should adhere to. And if you don't follow that, like they have the right to terminate you if you don't follow their rules. Shouldn't the same rules be applicable to the Olympics? Like you're coming to work and they have a rule based on whether or not you agree on that rule or not is not really relevant. The fact that you're breaking something that is written and that you're agreeing to shouldn't that be wrong this is taking a very interesting turn here i like that question that you just asked a lot oh man that might be one of the best questions you ever asked me on this podcast <laughs> wow i'm going to answer your question i'm going to follow up with another question for you if you're looking at it in terms of hey this person's going to work and employers have the right to you know terminate somebody or discipline somebody you know because Hey, they're at their place of business and they know what they signed up for X, Y, Z. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. Like the logic you laid out, there's not a flaw in it. But let me ask you this. What happens to when somebody goes to work and they're a person of color and let's say they have locks and they say, hey, your hair is unprofessional. Like either you cut it or we fire you. There has to be a rule that's written in their workplace policies that. Oh, they can have it in the dress code because they deem it unprofessional. Like that, those terminologies are vague. Anybody that's listening to this, go look at your handbook and see what they talk about when they say, when they talk about hair and dress, they say neatly groomed or whatever. Now it's up to this person's interpretation to say, well, that's well, no, not too neatly groomed in my opinion. This is a great conversation. Uh. I feel like they can honestly um, choose to sue and have the courts weigh in on that. Because if your hair, the way it grows out of your head naturally is a problem, That's not a me problem. That's a you problem. What is it about my natural hair that offends you or makes it seem unprofessional in your eyes? I would like to know that because I think that's a question that needs answering. Why is that unprofessional? They would have to answer that. That's not something I can answer because this is how my hair grows out of my head, whether you like it or not. Right. No, I just wanted your opinion on that because I saw some similarities here in what we just discussed. But that is... I hope y'all enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I'm being very serious right now. This That was good. Is that your way of sidestepping the question? What did you ask? What question did you ask me? I, I asked, like, like, what do you think? Like, if that's a workplace policy, do they have every right to abide by the policies they set forth? Because the athletes are agreeing to it by choosing to participate the same way NFL athletes are, you know, agreeing to the rules of the NFL by choosing to be an NFL athlete and taking the field every single week. Yep. If, if that's how you look at them as employees, then that's what it is. Now, what you decide to do, but we all have choices in this life, right? I talk about that all the time on here. You bring something to somebody's doorstep, how they answer that the doorbell is not up to your interpretation. If they if they are employees, technically, during these Olympic Games, which they probably would be more so contractors because they won't get benefits and everything, but I don't want to get into the minutia of human resources. Um, mm-hmm. Well, actually, no. Yeah, let's get into it because if they are a contractor, they not they not beholden to any rules. They do whatever they want. They're a they're an independent contractor. They're ten ninety nine person, so they could do whatever they want. Now, if they're employees, then it's a little different. You know what you signed up for? That you will lose your job if you break the rules, and you can fight that battle in court later. That's just how it works. 
Yeah, it's definitely complicated. And this is why we have this platform to talk about it, because I'm sure people are listening to this and they're like, man, like, what is my opinion on this? Like, if it's a job, shouldn't you abide by the rules of your job? And if you break that, shouldn't the job have every right to fire you or discipline you in some way? In the court of public opinion, we can view certain issues as right or wrong, as free speech or not free speech. But at the end of the day, people are agreeing to a set of rules. And if they break that, I guess that they're at the mercy of their job, right? It's interesting, though, because athletes, though, I I know that we're getting too much into this, but it's interesting because when I use the NFL example, honestly, the players sign up to play a game. They didn't sign up to do a pledge and sing a song, to be honest. Whatever your opinion is about the flag and the national anthem is separate. And I feel like that's where it differs in a way, because I didn't sign up to sing a song and do all this theater I signed up to get a concussion every week. I signed up to take the field and (laughs) I signed up to take the field, score some touchdowns and that's it. So why are you holding me to account for this song and dance that I didn't sign up for? You know what I mean? So I think in that way, anybody that wants to protest during the anthem kind of has an out or a justification to choose to protest or choose not to protest. When you use the Olympic example, it's different. Well, actually, honestly, it might be the same thing. I'm Both of these issues are very complicated and they're kind of blurring in my mind because they're honestly the same example. Like the athletes came to compete. They didn't come to sing and dance and do theatrics and all of this stuff, right? Yeah, like this is super complicated because it's it's kind of blurring the lines right like when you brought the nfl into it it's like you signed up for one thing something else got added on this is your form of protest they can't terminate your fire you for it now they can do stuff behind the scenes and blackball you obviously Mm -hmm. um but the olympics is is a little different um I don't know. Like, uh, I love when we have conversations and we just don't know. We talk it all out and then we just don't know. That's one of the best parts about this podcast. But I do think I stick by my two predictions that 50-50 it gets canceled, but 100% somebody will protest. Of course, of course. Just like somebody always protests in the NFL. But the last thing I'll say on this before we move on to the main topic, I think that when we're doing analogies and using different examples, we have to tie in the example the best way possible. So you're at your job, right? And before y'all start the day at work, y'all do the Pledge of Allegiance. You signed up to do your job. Did you sign up to do the pledge? Even though it's like considered, it's not in the rule book, but it's something that you feel you should do, but you definitely don't have to. Whatever you decide to do during that moment of silence or during the singing of that anthem is up to you because your job is not predicated on whether or not you sing along to the national anthem. So I think using that example, I guess you don't have to sing, right? Here's this. I'm giving you a lot of game right now on how hiring works. Here's this little thing. When you read any job description, it'll list out the responsibilities and they can put and other duties as assigned. They could take that to court and say, hey, this was another duty as assigned. So I don't know, man. It's tough. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. tough. Like how the lines can be blurred in the gray areas that are out there. Right. It's interesting. That's why I always want to know, what do you guys think? Like, if you guys have an opinion about anything that we've said throughout the episode so far, write in an anonymous question, DM us on Instagram and get the conversation flowing. Honestly, we will maybe follow up next week with your thoughts on what we said in this week's episode. That way we can finish out the discussion and bring in different viewpoints to flesh out what we said on this episode. Because obviously, Dante and I, we don't have all the answers, but I think starting the conversation is important. But um, well, yeah, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. So interesting because the stuff we hyped up about the episode we're recording today, that conversation you heard all before this was had nothing to do with it. So hopefully we're over delivering right now because I still think what we're going to talk about next is fire. Right. Segway King. Why don't we get into what we're going to be talking about for the main topic? Dante, would you like to do us the honor of getting into the main topic? What are we talking about this week? So for our main topic, uh, after we recorded about two weeks ago, Justin and I were talking on the phone for a couple hours and just having conversations about whatever. And music was one of those topics. And um, some different artists came up. And I think one of the ones mentioned was R. Kelly. And I said, hey, like I stopped listening to the guy before it was cool and before the documentary because something clicked in my brain that these 
extremely uh, explicit songs about sex were about little girls. And that don't sit right with me. And we also talked about Michael Jackson and the uh, documentary that came out with about two years ago at this point. Was it Leaving Neverland? And we talked mm-hmm. about, you know, certain artists and allegations against them. You know, one being allegations, other things being convictions, things that they were actually guilty of and where people draw the line. You know how I said, hey, listen, I don't listen to R. Kelly no more. I can't do it. But I still listen to Michael Jackson. You know, when there's a, a ton of art, other artists and I know we're going to list some out and it's like, where do you draw the line? And one of the things I said is that people will give the benefit of the doubt to somebody that they care about, that they like, that they love or just that they're into when it comes to family artists, whatever it may be. So it might be hard for them to condemn somebody that they grew up being a huge fan of, but somebody that they're not a fan of, they could just say, hey, fuck them. You know, it is just it's real interesting where people draw those lines. So we're going to get into that. Of course. And, you know, the big person that Dante and I were talking about that was adding to the length of our conversation was Michael Jackson. So with Michael Jackson, everybody loves Michael Jackson. Or if you don't love him, you at least like him and have an appreciation for his music and what he added to the music industry. With that being said... I feel like with Michael Jackson, we've never seen somebody so powerful, somebody so famous. I think that he's probably the most famous person that has ever walked on this earth, to be honest. Um, You might have to name some other people, but for me, that person is Michael Jackson. Jesus. Whether or not he walked on earth or not is debatable, but that's not the episode for that. Um, Anyway, anyway, so that person for me is Michael Jackson. He's the most famous person that ever existed for the most part. And I think when you reach a level of being untouchable, if somebody has any valid criticism for that person, the fans attack them for no reason. And sometimes the critique that they're leveling against the celebrity is warranted. So with Michael Jackson, his big controversy, he had many, but one of the big controversies that made people uncomfortable is the fact that Michael Jackson always surrounded himself with children. He was, you know, in his late 30s, and anytime you saw him, he's always pictured with children, and he didn't have a childhood. Obviously, if you know the story of Michael Jackson, his father worked him and his brothers to the bone to make sure that they became famous. He whipped them into shape, literally. He was abusive at some points in their childhood, and Michael was the youngest in that bunch of boys, and he really didn't get to experience traditional childhood. When kids were playing on the playground, when they were having fun going to movies and stuff, Michael Jackson was working rehearsing over and over the choreography and the singing of all the songs that they did in the Jackson 5. And everybody always uses that as an excuse for why Michael Jackson behaved very strangely because grown men should not be hanging around kids. I don't care who you are. I think that's very strange and it's inappropriate. And I noticed that a lot of Michael Jackson fans don't like to hold him accountable even for the things that are obvious. I don't think that any grown man should be hanging out with children, you know, like their friends, because that's weird. Say that shit again. Say that shit again for the people in the back, man. No grown man should be hanging around with children as if they're friends. You know, what do you have in common with somebody that's six? What are y'all talking about? Having phone conversations with them for hours? You know what I mean? People say it's innocent and he wasn't being inappropriate. But just because something is innocent doesn't make it right. Just because something is technically legal doesn't make it right. And we have to look in the mirror as a society and ask ourselves why we excuse certain people from criticism and we hold other people to account. Justin, I need you to dab yourself off, man. You were just preaching right there. Mm. That is a prayer cloth moment. Mm. You know, I hate it. I always hate it. I, I, I love Michael Jackson. He was my first musical love. But I always hate it when people are like, well, you know, he didn't have a childhood and that's why he did X, Y, and Z. So because he didn't have a childhood means he wants to sleep in bed with little kids. That's not okay. In no world is that okay. But one thing I will say, especially, you know, I, we've both seen that documentary at this point. What the fuck's wrong with mm-hmm. the parents? Shouldn't You know, if, if people are taking Michael Jackson to court for sleeping in bed with these little kids and who knows what happened, right? I mean, no court has found him guilty. But... Shouldn't these parents be uh, brought up on charges for endangering a child or at least neglect of a child? Yeah, recklessness. I'm a parent, I'm a parent and some grown ass man has to sleep in bed with my kids. That might be the last conversation he ever has. Period. Point blank. Mm -hmm. But they're okay with it. Even if nothing happened, Dante, like imagine 
Like even leaving like your child with one of your grown adult friends that's a male and them sleeping in the same bed. That's weird. You know what I mean? Like in every reality, we would note that as weird. But with Michael Jackson, society makes an exception, or at least the fans do. And people listening might think that we're bashing Michael Jackson. We're not. Because I'm a fan of Michael Jackson's music, you know? I think that his personal life is different from the work that he was actually making. And that brings into the framework of this conversation, separating the music from the artist or the art from the artist. And it's very difficult. But what Dante said, like, why are the parents putting their kids in that precarious situation? That's very dangerous and then Dante also said that in court you know nothing was ever proven everybody knows that in order to prove that Michael Jackson was molesting young boys or you know had child pornography or whatever they raided his house turned everything over you know they searched you know for a couple days looking to see if there was any evidence of inappropriate behavior and they didn't find anything but my question to you Dante if he molested them what exactly are they supposed to find if you touch somebody, there's no physical evidence of that. So what are they going to find? So I'm not a forensics person. I'm not well versed in what happens when somebody uh, goes to the police station and says they were raped, anything like that. But from the limited knowledge that I do have, I know that if somebody shows up to the hospital or shows up to the police station and they say that they were raped, they perform what is called a rape kit. I don't know what they're testing for. I, I've, you know, they test for semen or like bruising, things of that nature, right? So I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's what would have happened to these uh, young men that claim uh, Michael Jackson molested them. Is that they would have something like this run on them if they reported it in the moment, you know, in the time frame that it happened. You brought up the point about his uh, house being raided, and you know there was claims of child pornography, and you know the FBI searched it; they didn't find anything. So for me, you know, you ask, what are they looking for in terms of molestation? I guess if there's not physical abuse that happened to those men that you can prove or those young boys that you can prove. I don't know what they're looking for. If they were there and they were looking for porn and they didn't find any. I mean, that is what happened, right? They didn't find any. The man didn't get convicted on anything. Mm hmm. I mean, and I'm not just trying to say that Michael Jackson did it. That's definitely not where I'm coming from. I'm just trying to say that cases like this is very hard to prove if there's no like direct evidence like with semen or whatever. You know what I mean? Or with pornography laying around. Like there's really no way to prove it. So if you can't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt, then the person is going to go innocent. And that doesn't mean that the person didn't molest anybody. It just means that the court could not prove definitively that it happened. So he went free. So um, I'm not saying that he's guilty, but I'm just trying to paint a picture of how things work. Just because somebody gets off doesn't mean that they're innocent. Look at OJ. Look at countless of other people that have committed, you know, heinous acts, but got away just, you know, because of the system and how it worked. You said it before. I don't want this episode to sound like we're crucifying Michael Jackson. We could talk about all your faves, right? Elvis was in the young girls. He used to have a fan club and they'd all sleep over his house. And all these young girls are 14, 15 years old. Jimmy Page, one of the best guitarists of all time. Guitarist of Led Zeppelin right he adopted a young girl from her parents when she was 16 years old and she he she was basically his sex slave she would travel on the road with him he she lived with him yeah so like a lot of your favorites are horrible people um miles davis the most famous jazz musician of all time used to beat the shit out of his wife beat her damn near to death people still listen to bitches brew right bill withers died what two years ago i think he passed away or maybe last year wrote some great songs used to beat the shit out of his wife. He wrote songs about beating his wife. Like, we could keep going down and down the list, right? And mm-hmm. the main the main point of this is, where do you draw the line? How And where do you separate the art from the artist? And that's where uncomfortable conversations happen, you know? Because, I mean, I guess it comes down to morals and your opinions on the world, right? If you could say, hey, domestic abuse is okay, but molestation is not. I'm not right. judging you. You have your own, you know, book of morals that you abide by. I'm not judging you. If you still want to listen to him, that's fine. You know, um, I don't know. But that's the conversation that we are getting started here. And I, I hope we have a lot of feedback on this. Like you said, everybody's line on inappropriateness is different. It could be rape. That's your line. It can be abuse. That's your line, like you said. So it's different for everybody. And it's not like this one moral rule book that we all abide by where if you did this one, this person is canceled and that's the most heinous thing. Cause a lot of people question, like if you still enjoy this person's music, 
is that being a hypocrite because you're calling out the terrible things that they did but at the same time you're in a way supporting them by continuing to listen to their music is that hypocritical like with r kelly you brought up r kelly anybody that chooses to listen to r kelly now should they be looked upon weirdly for continuing to listen to his music even though there's all of these you know cases of him being with underage girls if you're asking me a question no i don't you know i'm not judging them I don't think they should be judged for me. And I, I, I come on this podcast, I speak for me, right? Because no people are a monolith. I don't speak for all black people. I can only speak for Dante. I can't speak for all men. I can only speak for Dante. I can't listen to it because for me, music is a, has a lot of imagery, right? Like you can mm-hmm. tell stories and paint pictures with music. And this man was singing about doing these sexual things to little girls. Ever since I had that realization in my head, I can't, it doesn't sound the same. I can't listen to it no more. That's just mm-hmm. me. For personally. Like, it, it makes me for feel you. disgusting. Yes. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, about a year ago I was driving and um, seems like you're ready came on. Right. And I didn't. I, my thing was on shuffle. I wasn't really paying attention to the music because I'm paying attention to the road. Shout out to all the safe drivers out there. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is kind of jamming. What the fuck is this? And I looked down. I was like, yo. So I listened to another verse of it. I was like, yeah, man, he was he was inspired by little girls. Like, I can't fucking do this. Felt disgusting. Mm-hmm deleted everything r kelly off my phone so that never happened again and i don't know like because there's still a lot of people that defend r kelly and think that he's innocent a lot of people like to bring up michael jackson again a lot of people believe that there are people that wanted to exploit michael jackson knowing that he has all this money and he doesn't want to go to court he would rather settle than to go to trial and then people think that that's kind of weird because if you're truly you know innocent Why not take it to court? Bring all the evidence. And if I truly did it, then I would go to prison. Why settle a case? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what logic would tell you, right? Like, hey, if I didn't do this, let's fight it out. But then, you know, you look at somebody that has more money than they could ever spend. They could just be like, I'm tired of dealing with this. I don't want to go through all of this. I don't want to go through the years of litigation and court dates. Whatever didn't happen, but I'll pay you. You know, that's like making excuses for them, though. But I'm saying I have never been in that situation. Right. Like you and I, we're not rich. I mean, you rich, but like I ain't rich. So I'm going to court. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um. (laughs) The court is expensive, too. Don't get it twisted because you still have to hire all these lawyers and stuff. I don't know. Maybe it was a money decision. He said it'd be cheaper to pay this person off than it would be to fight. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm not doing anything. I'm saying you're you asked a question, right? I'm trying to put out the different angles that somebody could see it from in their position. I've never been in their position. I don't know why you do it, but maybe it was less of a headache to pay somebody off. Why do you think it is that people that are fans of this certain celebrity, they find it difficult to hold the people accountable? I think that it's because. The people that you don't know that you adore, you put them on this pedestal. They're almost like family to you. And when somebody levels accusations against them, you're defensive. It's like, no, don't talk about my so-and-so like that. Don't talk about my the person that I love like that. No, get out of here. So you feel defensive and you want to defend them from everything. But I think it blinds a lot of people from logic, from honesty. You know what I mean? There are people that are logic and honest, but at the same time, there are a lot of people that are irrational and they're blinded by their love of this said artist. You know, it makes them not see the truth and things that are obvious. Anybody that defends a grown man being in bed with kids, I have to question that. Yeah, like at that point, there's not much conversation that we need to have. Like you brought up earlier and I hate that defense. Like he didn't have a childhood. Uh, Does that mean that you need to sleep in bed with little boys because you Mm -hmm. have a childhood? Like. Those two things don't correlate to me. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe you can let me know, Justin. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm the idiot here. I don't know. No, you're not. Those those things don't make sense to me. And, you know, sidebarring a little bit, one of the other things we talked about, we talked about Michael Jackson for a while. And, you know, we talked about the claims of vitiligo and everything and how it's weird for people from our generation because, like, growing up, he was already... I don't even know the proper word to use. Fully transformed, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Transition. By, yeah, by the time that we saw him, but like going through his discography, because we had the benefit of living through the times that we lived in, you could see the way he, he looked different on each album. And it's like, well, what was really going on there? So I wonder how people were reacting to it in real time back then. And, you know, Justin brought up like, hey, do you think this was a race thing? Like he always wanted to be a white person or... Um, mm-hmm. Was it just because, I mean, I don't know, like, can you call people crazy still? I don't know. Like, he had some deep issues. I know that. 
Um, and I said to Justin, I don't think it was a thing of Michael Jackson wanted to be white. I think it was that he wanted to be Peter Pan. I really do. And I think that he did his best to look like Peter Pan and Peter Pan happened to be white. If he was really in love with Aladdin, he would have done his best to look like Aladdin. You know, like, I just think that's a headspace that that man was in. Well, that's interesting that you said that, because isn't the story of Peter Pan about a boy that never wanted to grow up? From my recollection, yes, it is. I think that's what Peter Pan was about. It's been a while. I've only seen that Hook movie. I never actually watched Peter Pan. I know. Maybe I didn't have a childhood either. But anyway. <laughs> don't say but, that. Um, now people are going to start accusing you of stuff, man. Don't, don't make that joke. <laughs> hell no. There's not a kid near me. So don't even. Nah, we're not even going to put that into the world. Think about that. If he really did in his mind think that he's Peter Pan, then he really lived his life like he was. He wanted to surround himself with kids. He wanted to never grow up. And maybe that's what it was. Like psychologically, all the things that he's been through stunted him. And he might be like 50 years old, but psychologically he's like 12. You know what I mean? That is a very crazy and scary thing to contemplate right there. I never once thought about like, yeah, like the physical thing, you know, him changing the way he looks and his skin color. Like, yeah, I truly believe he wanted to be Peter Pan. But if you talk about like mentally being stunted and he operated mentally on a plane where he was, you know, a teenager or a preteen, that's scary. Mm -hmm. Because he was still responsible for other people's kids and his own kids. When me and Dante were talking about Michael Jackson, we said that he was one of the, what was the word that we used? It wasn't strange. What was the word that we used? He's one of the Is it the odd most, or peculiar? It was it was something that really encompassed Michael Jackson really well. <laughs> and I was like, yes, Dante, that's exactly the word to use. He's one of the most it wasn't spectacular. Fascinating. The, He's fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. One of the most fascinating people that we've ever seen. The talent, fascination. His story, fascination. His wealth, fascination. The way he lived his life with Bubbles the Chimp and, you know, that hyperbaric chamber that he was photographed in and changing his skin color. Very, very fascinating. And the extreme fame that we've never seen before. People fainting just looking at him or touching him. Very strange. We'll never, never experience somebody like that ever again i don't think that the world would let somebody be that again one i don't think somebody would ever get that famous again i just don't think mm-hmm. it's possible with the way that music is set up now but two to live their life the way he like yo, know, people get killed if they wear the wrong jeans or an ugly suit or their jackets too loose or something crazy like that you imagine if michael jackson if they had Instagram and the way the media is now, back in his day, they would have been, ki- yo, first nose surgery. They would have been killing that man. Then, God forbid, the, the, the skin lightening between Thriller and Bad, that three-year period, they would have crucified mm-hmm. him. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, nah, I will never see another Michael Jackson. And all we're trying to say on this episode is that we shouldn't let our adoration of somebody blind us from reality. A lot of people do that. And I'm not trying to come on here and be like, I'm not like the other people. I'm different. I'm not trying to give that vibe at all. But I think that honestly, I was gifted with the ability to look at things critically and not get sucked up into the fame and the glitz and the glamour of everything. I always look deeply into everything. That's why all the celebrities that y'all love I'm always skeptical because a lot of people loved Ellen before all her scandal happened. But I was always the person that really took a critical eye at Ellen. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, I I called it. I was first. But I was always like looking at Ellen. I'm like, honestly, don't be surprised if something comes out about her. Nobody can be that positive forever. It's a facade at some point. These people are human at the end of the day and us making them bigger than they are. It's a detriment to not only you, but it's a detriment to that person because they can't live up to that standard that you put them on well well you know what Let, let's explore that a little bit before we give more examples let's explore that a little bit of what you just said about how people will go to back or be more skeptical about it being somebody they care about because and i understand what you're saying but none of us are impervious to this right you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming and correct me if i'm wrong here and this is not to start a fight or an argument with you but i'm assuming that if you heard something salacious that seemed like it had some some back to it right about Beyonce, you'd be a little more skeptical than if you heard that about somebody that you didn't like, right? Well, what are you trying to say exactly? Because I I hold her accountable too. I'm not saying that you wouldn't hold them accountable, but I'm saying that because it's somebody that you actually like and you like their music and as far as you know, you like, you know, what they've put out into the world, that you'd be more likely to have their back at first 
than you would be to be like, hey, listen, I don't know about any of that. Like that that they're a weirdo or whatever, you know, to, to condemn them with our parents. It doesn't even have to be a celebrity with our parents, with our siblings. That's why when I think you said it when we were on the phone, when you hear, let's say your sibling got in trouble, like they went to jail or something, you'd be like, oh, no, not my brother. No way. It couldn't be him. It's because our reality, based on everything that we know about that person, deviates from the action that they did. So we don't want to believe it. It's like steps of denial in order to get to acceptance about, man, the person that I adore so much made a huge mistake. And my perception of them is going to change. And I think it's because people don't want the perception of their favorite celebrities or human beings to change. It's easier to live in a fake reality than it is to, you know, address the truth. Look at the Republicans in office right now, but not to segue into that. Um, (laughs) It's easier to believe lies and fantasy than it is to address the truth. That's why everybody hates growing up, because we all have to face the reality of, you know, paying bills and adulting and all that kind of stuff. But it's easier to just be a kid. I think it's that same argument because you brought up Beyonce and I think that you're right to bring that up because anybody that knows me knows that, you know, I'm a big fan of hers. But the elevator fight between her and Jay-Z, you know, really opened my eyes. It's not like I always like put her on a pedestal, but Beyonce to all of us, you know, always presented this pristine and perfect image. And then when we saw that, it humanized her. It brought her down to reality. And a lot of people saw a segment of, you know, her real life. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's why I just wanted to to bring it up because we all have, you know, those those people, Um, you know, it would take a lot for somebody to convince me about Prince. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you would take a lot. Um, And then, you you know, you brought that example when we were talking on the phone. Yeah. that, That you know how many parents will hear about something about their kid or their kid is actually guilty of something that's been convicted of something. There's proof that their kid did something like not my kid. Timmy wouldn't do that. Timmy would never do that. He wasn't raised that way. And it's like, no, the proof is right here that your kid you know, assaulted this person. No, he would never. You're wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. we can't make excuses for people just because we care about them. What's fair is fair. And we try and do that on this show. Like, there's people that might say, oh, we're biased towards this person or that person. We really try and look at things from both perspectives because just because I like you doesn't mean that I won't hold you accountable. Like, even my friends, like, just because we're friends doesn't mean that I can't be honest with you. And sometimes, you know, honesty can hurt, but my intention is never to hurt you. It's to, you know, give you the truth. And I think it only, you know, enhances our relationship when we can be open and honest with one another because you don't want to, you know, live in a fake reality either where, you know, nobody's ever checked you. And sometimes it doesn't have to be somebody in public that checks you. It can be your friend that sets you straight and then you appreciate them for that. But, you know, it's, it's crazy because, oh, go ahead. It's better that somebody that cares about you and loves you checks you or brings, you know, reality to you than a stranger because a stranger don't give a fuck about you. Oprah, we can hold her accountable. Even Kirk Franklin, we can hold him accountable. Everybody, you know, nobody is free from judgment or critique in any way. And I'm really glad that we, you know, brought up Michael Jackson because I think that he's a perfect example. There's other famous people out there that maybe haven't had a big scandal, but I'm sure there's other things that happen in their lives that people would question and people would feel the need to defend. And it's a lot of stands that defend these people. And that's why I think stand culture is very dangerous because a lot of these people have their mind warped when it comes to their favorite celebrity. And it's scary. It's kind of sad if you think about it. Yeah, and like that's what starts cult-like behavior. Sometimes they choose that this is my hill to die on and this person can do no wrong. And this person is the end-all be-all. Even Britney um, Spears, because remember that one week that we wanted to cover that documentary, if anything interesting happened? You know, I watched it and a lot of it, it was very concerning for me because a lot of these stands were trying to find secret messages in her Instagram captions to be like, Britney, are you in danger? Like, if you're in danger, like, put a heart emoji and a this emoji and that's how we'll know. They were trying to, like, decipher codes and somebody even started a whole podcast based on reading Britney Spears' Instagram captions to see if they can unlock any clues about her and her concerns conservatorship because if you guys don't know britney spears after that whole debacle that happened where she kind of had a psychological breakdown and shaved her head her father you know petitioned to have her under conservatorship which is where you know a legal guardian or somebody over the celebrity is the person that resides over all of their assets whether that's their homes their money their finances they're the ones that you know have an eye over that stuff so britney spears has been in a conservatorship for over 10 years at this point 
and the fans are like she should get out of it she's being held captive but to me whenever I look at Britney Spears obviously I don't know what happens in her real life but just looking at her she doesn't seem well if you go on her Instagram and see all the strange dances that she does it's very off-putting so I don't know if everything is all well all those stands are like she's held captive you don't know the ins and outs maybe she very well does need to be under conservatorship yeah I agree with you you don't know especially if it's a celebrity you only usually know what they want you to know everything else that gets out that's negative they never wanted you to know that and a lot of stuff that is negative about them does not get out never sees a light of day and that's not to be mean she just doesn't look like well to me she hasn't looked well for a while to be honest and i don't think that's mean like i remember before she passed away man like looking at amy winehouse and i'm like yo like you do not look good she didn't look good she looked like she was close to death and turns out that she was that's not mean that's just stating an observation and i think it's important that we say it's not illegal to be strange it's not illegal to be weird michael jackson was strange and weird but that's not illegal like we said he's one of the most interesting people that we've ever seen but just because you're eccentric and do things differently doesn't mean that you're guilty of something or that what you're doing is wrong you're just strange and that's okay you know the most famous people are the ones that stood above the crowd rather than conforming to all the trends that everybody else is doing in order to fit in they were themselves they were the odd ones out the ones that got picked on the ones that were called different and those differences cultivated into their fame because there's never anybody like them I always bring up Lady Gaga, look at Michael Jackson, all those people that were bullied, you know, they become famous because they harness all of that stuff and they embrace what makes them who they are. And people love that. Yeah, that's what I loved about people like the people you mentioned and David Bowie and Prince, like be you, be you. People will, the right people will love you for being yourself. If you're out here trying to conform or fit in with a vibe or whatever, that shit's whack, man. That shit's whack. Mm -hmm. Be yourself. People will embrace you for it. And if they don't, it's okay, because guess what? You can be the sweetest peach in the tree, but don't everybody like peaches, baby? And that's okay. <laughs> that's true. I love that. That's a perfect analogy. So basically what we're trying to say with this episode, let's take a step back. Let's breathe. Let's look at things for what they are. And we should never be afraid of challenging the status quo just because it might make us the odd one out. You know, be the one that's different and call things for what they are. Because even when I was young, I thought that the behavior of Michael Jackson was inappropriate. Nobody should be hanging around with kids, even though a lot of the fans were like, he's innocent. He didn't do it. I think that Michael Jackson going to all those court cases was in a way justified because if you're putting yourself in that precarious situation, people have no choice but to assume the worst. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's like locking yourself up in a closet filled with drugs and then coming out of the closet and saying, oh, I didn't do any of the drugs in there. It's like, are you sure? You know, we're supposed <laughs> to expect that you went there and, you know, touched none of the drugs that were on that table. You just sat there for three hours and came out. You know, it makes no sense. So that's why people felt the need to investigate a little bit. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. I do have an issue with targeting somebody and doing it to the point where you're exploiting them instead of exploiting the truth about what they may or may not have done. I agree with you, man. I hope you guys enjoyed these two conversations uh, as much as we did on this episode. Mm -hmm. it, there's a lot to unpack. And like one of the I think one of the best things that we do in some of the best episodes we do are ones where we don't have the answers for you. Right. Like, it's just a conversation. It's just a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't have people, answers. People are like, why do we even listen to this? They don't know shit. They never have the answers to anything. <laughs> I, well, see, if somebody sorry. says If somebody says that, then that's just bullshit. And you ain't listening. You should probably find a new podcast to listen to then because we do get <laughs> a lot of answers and a lot of perspectives right. and a lot of opinions. The goal isn't to make you guys believe what I believe in, what Justin believes in, is to have these conversations and you form your own opinions. Maybe you agree with us. Maybe you agree with one of us. Maybe you don't agree with either one of us and you want to let us know about it. Do it. Reach out. Let us know. There's people out there that find these conversations interesting. It gets thoughts stimulated and going. And that's the goal of this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we just want to challenge you guys to think. Dante and I challenge ourselves on these episodes. That's why I wanted to make sure he answered my question when it came to the Olympics instead of sidestepping. Because sometimes if y'all notice, Dante be answering everything but the question that I asked. So I always have to listen to what he says. And then when he's done, I ask him the question again so I get the answer that we need. I will be a great politician one day. I know, right? <laughs> now, a lot of times I'm not really doing that on purpose. 
I'm fleshing my thought out while I'm speaking to you. But at the same time, you know, we love these conversations. It's always fun to think critically and open our minds up because Dante makes me think differently. He plays devil's advocate sometimes and his alternative perspective, you know, makes me look at things differently and sit back for a second and think, man, what would I do in that situation? What is the right way to go about this? And I think it makes for great content. And I think that's why y'all continue to listen to the show. So if you have thoughts on what we said on this episode, reach out, click that link in the description and send us an anonymous question. Reach out on Instagram if you love the show. Um, a lot of people can be intimidated with reaching out to people that create stuff. I'm never, you know, shy. If you hit me up, I'll be sure to respond. And of course, if you send in an anonymous question, we'll be sure to read that on air as well. But it's part of fostering a community here. I think that it's a great thing when people reach out and have more to say based on what we said on this episode, because these episodes are like about an hour and there's so much that can be said beyond what we say here on this show so extend the conversation further flesh out these topics and you know feel free to reach out at any point amen to that we answer the dms we answer your anonymous questions so keep reaching out to us because you will get responded to that's a fact you know if we keep Mm -hmm. we, we we saw the spike in the questions that were being asked if we keep seeing that and we can't get to all of them we will dedicate an episode to just answering your questions promise Mm -hmm. you that justin you have anything else for the people um that's it for me um i hope you guys had a great weekend thank you for holding out and waiting for this episode to be dropped we hate missing a week but when it happens we come back with some fire and we definitely did that on this episode so thank you guys for listening but that's it for me all right i will take us home thank you for listening If you enjoy this podcast, please like, share, subscribe, tell your friends and tell their friends about it. Leave us a rating, a review, an anonymous question. For Justin, I'm Dante. We're Polar Opposites. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. See ya. Bye, guys.